Welcome to Digital CEO. I'm your host, Beck Sadik. I'm a network marketing top earner and total digital marketing nerd. I built my network marketing business to the top using proven social media strategies. And it is my passion to share these strategies with you, today's digital CEO. Tune in each week for social media tips, strategies, and interviews with top leaders. Together, let's up-level the way network marketers do business online. What's up? How's it going? I am really excited for today's guest. She is a good friend of mine. Her name is Andrea Clark. Andrea is a network marketing leader, and she is also an attraction marketing specialist. Andrea's been in the network marketing industry for eight years, and one of my favorite parts of Andrea's story, and we're going to talk more about this today, is that she used to do, wait for it, 18 home parties, 18 home parties every single month, and now she's completely transformed the way she does business. She is a total social media badass. She is also a family therapist and a mom, a retired family therapist, I should say and a mom. And today's interview is going to knock your socks off. Who even says that? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, Andrea. I am so stoked to be here. Yes, I used to do 18 home parties a month, like serious grind, right? Grind, grind. I love it. I love it. All right, Andrea. So tell me a little bit about how you were introduced to network marketing. I know you've been in the industry for eight years, but how did you find out about it? How'd that all come to place? Yeah. So I was an accidental network marketer, like most network marketers. I, you know, was introduced through a friend, somebody who I trusted and admired. And I really had no preconceived notions about the industry, no concerns. I hadn't really been exposed to it much before. And she had started a business. And she was somebody who I really loved and respected. And so she said, I really think you could do this. And she had taken me to an event where there were some women who were having massive success. And because I was somebody who is very competitive and very motivated, I thought, well, okay, this seems pretty simple. I probably could do this too. And she's like, yeah, you can. And so I said, okay, well, if my dear friend tells me I can do this, then I can do this. And it was literally that simple for me with getting started. But I honestly, at that time, didn't understand everything that really goes into this industry with the strategies and the things that they require you to do with the home parties back then. Right. And the cold prospecting and all of that. And so she didn't explain any of that to me, right? Because we were just best friends and I was visiting at the time. And so I just said yes and I dove right in and and it was quite a journey from there of, you know, working through those, you know, feelings around the, the things that I was required to do to have success in the industry. Yeah. I love that, right? Because it's so true. Like I don't think any of us really know what we're getting into. Yeah. When we're first introduced to network marketing, like it sounds easy and it sounds like a good idea. And then you get involved and you're like, whoa, okay. Like I got to learn a lot of things. I've got to better myself in many ways. I've got to learn like skill up. I've got to learn leadership. 
So it's funny, right? It's like you just kind of go into it like almost like blindly hopeful. And then you're like, this is hard. Yeah. And you know what's interesting too is like a lot of this, the things that we're required to do actually are simple, but there's such a level of humility required mm. to do it because of how simple it is and really sometimes what goes along with, you know, things like home parties and cold prospecting somebody, you know, at a park and, you know, things of that nature. And so for me, that was the, that was the journey was working through my, you know, pride and and things of that nature. But as soon as that clicked in for me, it was like, I was willing to do whatever it took. And that was, you know, the journey to the 18 home parties and the <laughs> all of those shenanigans. Yeah. Like, you know, essentially being on constantly. Well, I was a cold prospecting machine. I mean, literally it was like ingrained in me to t- almost turn any person I met into a prospect. Wow. So yeah. let's talk about that for a second, right? So when I met you, you were doing 18 home parties a month. You were a cold prospecting machine, right? And you were looking to learn social media strategies, attraction marketing. So what led you, because you were successful, right? It wasn't like you were doing all these things and you weren't successful at them. You were finding success, but what was it that pushed you to say, I'm done with this and I need to learn a different way? Yeah. So by industry standards, I absolutely was successful. You know, I had hit one rank from the top in my company and, you know, had all the fancy accolades and all that stuff. But I was really starting to feel burnt out. You know, you can imagine 18 home parties a month and anybody who has done home parties or events like that knows what goes into those things. And also cold prospecting, you have to be on all the time. And it's just that wears on you after a while. The other piece to that was that my team was taking a backslide because they didn't want to do those things anymore, you know, and I really didn't want to do those things anymore. I've been doing those things for years and years and years and years. And I wasn't necessarily, I was like at the point where I was kind of maintaining, I wasn't necessarily exploding and scaling. And I could see the big picture that like times were changing. People were moving to social media strategies and our team was trying to make that shift, but we didn't really know how. And even sidelines and I were getting together and trying to figure it out, but we were struggling. We, we didn't know how to make that shift properly. We were doing the cold message challenges. We were doing the product posting things. We were doing copy and paste and it was not working. And so, yes, there was success, but there was also behind that success, there was the struggle bus happening. Like it wasn't good times, like by any means, you know, and I know how valuable this industry is. I know it, I know this industry is the best industry there is and it works. It's just, you have to have the right skills. And so I saw that, like I saw it coming and I'm like, I need to pivot. I need to figure it out. I see people doing social media the right way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Love that. That was very similar to my story as well. So tell us about what that looked like though, right? Because you decided to make a, make a switch, right? To put away the home parties and the cold messaging and all that stuff. What does that journey look like for you? Were you like an overnight success on social media right away? Yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, There were like little successes along the way, right? So 
I decided to get serious and I invested in myself. Number one, I got training. I found outside mentorship for myself. Like I really started to push myself outside of my comfort zone. Like I decided to start thinking for myself and you know, some people in some companies, there's a culture of like, Oh, you don't get outside mentorship. You only get mentorship from your, your uplines. And then some uplines are really cool with you thinking for yourself. So I just want to encourage anybody who's listening. If you are being told like, you know, only get the mentorship that's, you know, um, given by your company, it's okay to explore other mentorship. It's only going to help you move your business forward. And so I really pushed myself outside my comfort zone and really listened to my gut instincts, my intuition. And I started diving in and, and doing all the things that I was learning. And I definitely had some initial spurts of success. And then I had little plateaus here and there. And I wouldn't even call them plateaus. It was more that the immediate success wasn't right in front of me. Like I didn't see it visually or maybe in my back office, but in the background, it was working because I was building my audience. I was building the know, like, and trust. I was building my confidence. I was building a cold audience and making it warm. And then all of a sudden I'd have another burst where I would onboard a a bunch of new people from my cold audience into my business and people would be messaging me and reaching out to me. And so over the course of the last year and a half, I have um, brought in hundreds of leads onto my team. And now I can officially call myself an attraction marketing specialist. I can teach it to my team. I can teach it to my coaching clients. And I'm a top recruiter with my company. But it's been a journey, right? So it was like, I thought I was plateauing, but really I was cultivating more relationships behind the scenes that I didn't understand that I had been cultivating because that's how social media works. It's like people are watching you. You're working on growing and developing yourself and your message as you're growing in your skill set and your confidence. And, and those are like the bursts that I'm referring to where I might've thought I was plateauing, but I really wasn't. I was just having my own growth spurt, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that because I, you know, oftentimes when I'm coaching people or talking to people about social media, they think it's like one post that's going to change the game for them. Right. Or like one viral live video and like all of a sudden they're going to be like rock star recruiters. And I think it's really important to share that it's a journey, right? Like social mm-hmm. media success in network marketing has nothing to do with one viral post. It has to do with consistency over time and getting better over time. Absolutely. It's, it. it's a skill set for sure. And it's doing it day in and day out and, and staying faithful to the process. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'll say is about, about you, Andrea, one of the things I love about you is you are super consistent and super persistent. Mm-hmm. So like you, you don't give up and you don't like take weeks off at a time if it's not working for you or if something's happening in your life, like you show up day in and day out. And I think that's a huge reason why over the past couple of years, you've been able to completely transform the way you do business. Yeah, like essentially, and that's completely accurate. And you guys, if anything, my testimony is I went from being a cold prospecting, you know, machine, 18 home party machine, in person to now I can show up online 
And in a completely cold market, because I just start from scratch online, and now I am a recruiting machine online, right? But it, it, I make it sound so simple. It's like I have built out, you know, a relationship with people over the last year and a half and continue to build that relationship. But I put in the work every single day to do it, right? Yeah. So the fruit of my labor is now showing up. Love it. Day. Yeah. Love it. And I think like, you know, that's the big difference between people that I see become successful on social media and the people that don't is that commitment to the process and to continuously getting better at it, but also like not taking breaks and not giving up. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So let's give the people what they want, Andrea. Last <laughs> month, you recruited 18 new partners into your business on social media, completely cold market, right? Using attraction marketing. So yes. to those people that are listening to this and they're like, all right, I'm, I, I don't do 18 home parties a month, but I do like one and I hate it. And, <laughs> you know, I'm cold messaging people and it's just like, it's embarrassing. It doesn't work for me. Like, what would you say are your top like two to three tips for people to use social media and attraction marketing to build their network marketing business? Okay. So one is, this is going to seem really simple, but, but you have to do live video. Like live video is so queen. I say queen over king because I'm a woman and I'm yeah. a queen. So live video is queen. Okay. It's how people get to know you and how you can show up authentically. And that's the, my second tip is you have to own who you are, even if you don't feel totally comfortable with that yet. It's when you show up on live and you can just be you unapologetically and work through that, people will come to love you and, and know you and trust you and they become loyal to you. And that's how you recruit and bring in your most high quality prospects and, and people onto your team. And of course that takes time, but you need to be yourself. Like that is so important. And then the last is you really have to work through the skills of solidifying. Who are you talking to? Who is your target audience? And just continue to practice making content for that person. Like who mastering your message. So those are my top three tips. Like just focus on those basic things. I love that. I totally agree with everything you're saying. And I do have to say that like, okay, so we've had conversations behind the scenes, me and you about the fact that a lot of women specifically in network marketing feel like they have to like show up exactly like everyone else, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a certain look, there's certain clothes you have to wear. There's certain way that you have to do your hair. There's mm -hmm. certain way, like there's a certain way you have to talk. Right. And I think that I, I noticed that on social media with people that are trying to make it work. It's like they have one or two people that they follow and they really like, and they try and replicate them, right? Rather than just showing up as themselves. And I do think that one of the things that you're fantastic at is you bring your personality and yourself to everything you do. Like if you guys don't follow Andrea, go check her out. She like actually breaks out her dance moves on live video. <laughs> True story. So definitely go check out Andrea and what she does. But 
like, what are your thoughts on that? Right. Have you noticed that, that there's kind of like a, a copycat culture in network marketing and how important do you think it is to break that mold and be yourself? Yeah. So I just did a post about that the other day. It's interesting. I think what happens in our, in the network marketing culture, especially in female dominated companies. And I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's just, it's like, because a movement starts to happen is that from the top down as the leaders rise, if there's a certain look and a certain language and a certain, you know, culture around who's rising to the top, then the people who are striving to go to the top, they think, oh, I need to look like that. I need to talk that way. And especially if like scripts are involved in the business model, mm-hmm. then they, they think, well, that's how I have to be in order to find success, in order to recruit, in order to fit in with the company or fit in with the team. Or And then I also think that there's this culture that happens as well within the groups where it's like come be a part of the leadership club it's almost leveraged as a way to create hype but i think part of what there's like a and i'm kind of going deep here for a second but there's like a lack of understanding from leadership that if they actually promoted be yourself and show up 100 as yourself that would create more leaders bigger teams and more onboarding because it's restrictive. It's restrictive for leaders to be like, come be a part of our, like, come be a part of our club and come be a part of like how we'd roll type of thing. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. And because, and that's how it becomes so cookie cutter is because then you feel like, well, I have to be like they are in order to fit in or in order to make it to the top Mm -hmm. or to earn that retreat or to whatever. And then you kind of, and then the people who aren't that way kind of feel like, oh, well, I'm not like that. So maybe I can't make it to the top or maybe I can't, you know, earn that thing or whatever. And it, it, I think it plants like subversive seeds of doubt in people. Mm. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I think that, you know, what's interesting too, is like specifically with social media, I would say like four or five years ago that like airbrushed, everyone looks the same sort of look actually really worked. Like that was kind of like the thing four or five years ago. And I think now more than ever, like people want authenticity that like they will follow people that are authentic, that are themselves and that they feel like are being real with them. So I'm, I'm happy to see some of that kind of like copycat culture sort of go but it's really important, I think, for somebody who's, who's getting started online and doing live video and stuff like that to take a look at like who resonates with you for sure, but like bring in your own personality and your own unique offer to the table. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And I think that if you don't have mentorship that's telling you to be yourself, then you need to surround yourself with people either online or other mentorship outside of your current mentorship to create balance for yourself so that you feel like, Oh no, I can be myself and I can, I can come up with my own authentic content and original content and figure out who I want to serve and who I am when I show up on social media. Yeah. Love that. Love it. All right. So you're doing all these great things on social media. Your business is growing. 
What's your preferred platform? My preferred platform is Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> love you some OG Facebook, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. I love Facebook too. Awesome. Okay. So is, if people are looking for you, right, if they want to find you, is Facebook the best place to do that? Facebook is the best place to do that. And right now I'm actually really doing some organic growth stuff on my personal profile so they can go right to my personal profile right now. That's awesome. All right. So I will make sure to throw a link to Andrea's personal profile down into the show notes so that you can go and find her. Trust me, you are going to want to check out her sick dance moves on live video. (laughs) Um, No, but she also, she brings the heat. She has incredible content. Andrea, what would you say your network marketing superpower is? I would say one of them is recruiting. I love it. But you have to realize that there's a lot that goes into recruiting, but I am a master recruiter. Master recruiter. I love that. All right, guys. So to find out what your network marketing superpower is, make sure you jump into the show notes and you grab the quiz that I put down in there where you can find out what your network marketing superpower is as well. I'm also going to gift you, Andrea was generous enough to actually gift her uh, attraction marketing mini course. So I'm going to throw that down there for you guys as well so you can get started with that. Andrea, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Any last words? I just want to say thank you for having me. This has been super fun. And you guys go out and be 100% unapologetically yourself, your people who you are destined to serve are waiting for you. Oh, that was good. I love that. Love, love, love that. All right, Andrea, thank you again for being on today. And we will see you guys in the next episode.